Who be who witness for my Lord? Who be who witness for my Lord? Who be who witness for my Lord? Will you be a witness for my Lord? In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Good morning, beloved friends, and welcome back to our journey following the way of love a collection of spiritual practices put together by our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, to help us order our steps and guide our choices every day as we choose to follow Jesus. The way of love is crafted as a rule of life, which is a practice we have inherited from our monastic brothers and sisters who since the fifth century have used this method to pattern their lives with intentionality and spiritual awareness. We have learned over the past few weeks that entire religious communities can subscribe to a single rule of life, or a single individual might write their own rule of life as a way to remember and practice what is important to them. A rule of life can be short, or it can be quite lengthy. But either way, the purpose is ultimately to help us remember and then attend to what and who we are as children of God. As we just heard the seven stops along the way are turn, learn, pray, worship, bless, go, and rest. I have likened each stop along the way to a cairn the Gaelic word for that pile of stones that we sometimes find as we walk a journey on a path, and those stones help mark the way. Those stones are put together by another journeyer on a path and help us as we come upon them. Today we come upon something a little different, though. It's a little different as we approach our next stop. Our stop today is bless. Rather than a pile of stones marking our way, what I see today as I approach this resting place is a door. But before we get any closer to it, I offer a poem by Adrian Rich to help draw us in. Perspective Immigrants, Please Note by Adrian Rich. Either you will go through this door or you will not go through. If you go through, there is always the risk of remembering your name. Things look at you doubly and you must look back and let them happen. If you do not go through, it is possible to live worthily, to maintain your attitudes, to hold your position, to dive bravely. But much will blind you, much will evade you. At what cost, who knows? The door itself makes no promises. It is only a door. So here we are. We are more than halfway through on our journey exploring this way of love. These weeks have invited us to speak plainly about what it means to turn, learn, pray, and worship as individuals and as a community. We have looked so far at these spiritual practices through the lens of the assigned gospel text each week. And I hope and pray that, for the most part, each of us has been nourished in some way as we've made this journey together. And then we find ourselves today with this truly awful story we just heard from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Oh my, 
What are we ever going to do with this? This is the kind of scriptural passage that is so hard to look at head on, especially when power and privilege have been manipulated to abuse and demean, to demoralize and to dehumanize, exploit and disrespect the dignity of others. And of the many things that can and should be said about this account of the grotesque beheading of John the Baptist by Herod, at least this much is true. This is without a doubt a very hard, awful, and offensive story from almost every perspective. This did not, does not help any of us who are trying to advocate for the power of reading scripture and letting scripture influence who we are in our lives, at least at first glance. And yet, are Herod's actions really all that different from the callous manipulations of power that we still see swirling around us today? Where brutal autocrats are praised for the sake of appearing strong, where children are torn from their parents in the name of law and order, where former elected officials continue to manipulate and maneuver around so that justice and accountability remain elusive. Both in scripture and in modern day headlines, we seem to be confronted with the realities that at times feels too much to bear to look at head on. And so this morning I find us at a door instead of a stone or a pile of stones along this way of love. And I begin with Adrian Rich's poem, Prospective Immigrants, Please Note, hoping to ease us into this spiritual practice while also trying to glean something life-giving from this ever so gruesome, violent, and twisted gospel story. Rich's poem is written exclusively for those coming into this country from a foreign land, and it underscores the choices they face. So I seek Rich's forgiveness up front as I take her poem out of context and overlay it today on the gospel lesson and our practice of blessing. This morning, I want to use our door and this poem to help us frame a choice I believe is before us each day, a choice about whether or not we open the door marked blessed. This is a door always unlocked, but must also be opened as a choice by those who come upon it and by those who profess an allegiance to following the way of love. Take a minute now in your mind's eye and try to picture this door along the way. What does it look like for you? What is it made out of? Is it a wooden door? Is it a new door, an old door? Maybe it's a steel door. What color is it? Is it brown? Is it red? Is it green? What color is your door? I invite us to walk up to whatever door it is that we imagine and see that there are letters facing back at us, letters that spell bless. How are those letters attached to the door for you? Maybe they're painted on, maybe they're etched on, maybe they're written in chalk. Stand there for a moment and get a good and lasting image 
of your door marked bless. Rich poem ends with these lines. The door itself makes no promises. It is only a door. And here is where in our context this morning, I want to veer ever so slightly and move in a different direction. When we look at our doors marked bless, strangely cropping out on the path along the way that we're walking these days, I can't help but hope that the very opposite is in fact true. That in fact, this door marked bless does make some very real promises to each of us if we are courageous enough to notice it, to reach out, and then to open it. When we open the door marked blessed, what I hope we see is a world, a world that I dream of where justice and mercy are the power that melts frozen, calloused, and fearful hearts, dissolving artificially constructed barriers of division. When I open the door marked bless, what I see is a world I dream of where we find the strength and profound willingness to lay down some of our most destructive tendencies, to always be right, to always speak first, to always think that we have the answer, to always have a carefully crafted critique, to hide behind the constructs of race or class or gender identity seeking power and privilege over anyone else. And finally, when I open the door marked bless, what I see is a world I dream of where each of us lives in the reality that we are both blessed and called to go out and be a blessing to someone else. Where we claim our agency to choose and then act from places of radical generosity giving away everything that has been entrusted to us for a time. And when we do, realize that it always comes back tenfold. So why is this door sometimes so elusive? Why didn't Herod see his door? Why is it so hard to reach for, let alone open at times? Why can't we always reach for that door? I wonder if the answer to those questions can be sourced from, at least in part, one aspect of this awful story that we heard in the Gospel text this morning. When we hear the story of Herod's gruesome and horrific violence and corruption, I think, or maybe just hope, that none of us can really identify with him, right? We are, of course, a world apart from Herod, aren't we? We could never resemble what we see and hear and think of him, right? We would never stand by and be complicit or remain silent or unwilling to use our own power and privilege and agency to stand up for someone else, right? I'll speak only for myself and say no. No, not always. Many are the times when I have not remembered the door inviting me in to remember that I am called to be blessed and then be a blessing. 
Many are the times when I have walked past the door or forgotten that there even is a door because I've been too busy, too privileged, too white, too content, too stressed, too tired, on and on go the excuses. And when I look beyond myself, I think that many of us are guilty of being complicit or complacent, even when we have the best of intentions. We have more reasons than we can count to justify why we walk by that door, why we stay silent and may be scared to go through the door marked bless. Instead, we just keep moving. To be clear, the story of John the Baptist's beheading is about power at the worst, and for that reason, maybe glossed over and maybe not even talked about because it's just too gruesome. But when we do that, I think we miss the chance to do some much-needed soul-searching of our own. Our agency, our power, is a mighty force and a gift from God. And who are we to deny the power of that gift and that responsibility? The gift to bless and to be blessed at this stop along the way has surprised me this week. There is nothing passive about it. To me, it is all about active noticing, but active noticing that requires standing still and then acting from that place of balance and awareness. To bless and be blessed is not about a holier-than-thou activity, thinking that we're helping someone as if we are better. To bless and be blessed is about learning how to open ourselves to receive and give so that we are walking in the way of love. To bless and be blessed is about seeing the door in our mind's eye each and every day and then taking time to reach for it and then finding the courage to open it and to react to whatever is on the other side of that door. Thank you for staying on this journey with me as we continue to make our way as disciples, as followers of the one who wants to offer a blessing every day in our lives. May we keep growing in faithful witness as we turn and learn and pray and worship and bless. And as we open that door, with God's help, may each of us find the blessing that we need, and then, as equally important, go out into the world that needs you and your love to bless others. May it be so.